with you one mile at a time during the afternoon drive. Cattles and Robbie. Sacktown Sports. Third hour of the show today. Cattles and Rami, no Rami. Rami's in L.A. on vacation. He'll be back next week. I apparently will not be on the air next week. Taking a vacation week. And that's dope. Yeah. Trying to be like you when I grow so, up, Nick. Uh, <laughs> going to Tahoe and then uh, coming back. We'll have a few more days off. Man, when you go to Tahoe, this is your second or third time to Tahoe? This will be my second. Got a boy. Got a boy. Now, are you uh, airbnb in it, hoteling it? How you doing? Hoteling it. Oh, boy. Stay at the same hotel we were at last time. Okay. When I find a hotel that I like or mm-hmm. am comfortable with, I tend to go right back to that one the next time. Okay. I don't sure. like messing around with different hotels because I never you. know what you're going to get. <laughs> and I'm very picky, as you know. Everybody knows I'm very, very picky. Nah, I didn't know that. So, you know, I hope for quiet. I, I hope for clean which we all hope for very true so there there's a few things there's a few things you, that i look are for. you a uh are you a beach guy you jump in the water i enjoy the water okay i swim like a rock so i don't swim often but okay. i enjoy like being in the ocean so when i lived in virginia beach i yeah i jump in the ocean every once in a while oh boy um beach guy not necessarily like i'm not one of those people that just hangs on the beach like mm. kelly can do that kelly yeah. can spend all day on the beach i get bored me i'm with you i get way too bored sitting there doing nothing but baking in the sun and you know read a book no no <laughs> i gotta read a book while while i melt i'll read a book at the house in the air condition it's so nice and the sand in between yeah. your toes yeah that's kelly the crash of the ocean kelly all about reading a book i'm gonna sit there for five hours and read a book on the beach i'm with you nick I, I grew up in San Diego. Beach is a little bit overrated. At yes. this wow. Point. Now, if you're telling me that there's some volleyball involved and there's Ooh. music and stuff and beverages, then I'm cool with the beach. Ah, boy. But I'll call you it, Top Gun. You're yeah. a maverick. You, watch out, girl. <laughs> watch out. All right, let's, uh, let's get back to this Bradley Beal conversation. So, Sham Sharania earlier today tweeted out that the Kings have spoken with the Wizards about Beal. He said that right now, as of right now, there does not appear to be a clear pathway to the, for the two sides to agree on something. But, but he used right now. He also mentioned that Bradley Beal would be open-minded coming to Sacramento. He has a no-trade clause, so that does mean something this time around. So when we look at this team, JJ, since the end of the Warriors series, We've been saying, at least I've been saying, and I believe Rami agrees with this, and I believe you agree with it as well, the Kings have to improve. Build off of what you did this past season. Don't run it back one through eight. I don't think that's going to be enough for you to take that next step. So improve. Don't run it back with Harrison Barnes and just be happy and content with that. So that's how I've looked at these things. And, you know, you look at... You look at some other people, they might disagree with that. They might not like that idea of change because of chemistry and what you were able to accomplish this year. But Bradley Beal, the fact, JJ, that we're talking about Bradley Beal, the the fact we're talking about the Kings being on the phone with the Wizards, what does that do? How does that impact your expectations for this summer? It lets me know that... 
they're looking to play ball and take the necessary steps to go win a championship, be better, not settle, as you said, not be content, uh, as you talked about earlier in the show. And I think they see an opening and they're going to try, they're striving to to take the necessary steps to maybe you know, dethrone the Denver Nuggets, which, again, I know it's super, super fresh. It just happened the last couple of days. But to me, the impact of going to get a guy like Bradley Beal relays the message that the Kings are for real. Yeah. They don't want to just sit back. They don't they, – they're not happy with what they have accomplished within the last year, and they see an opening for a little bit of more. You know, we're, they're shooting – it's like a shooting star. You know, we, we've got the – we've got the, the best arena – we're looking for the best team. Yeah. We've got the best, uh, you know, I won't say gimmick, but the best post-game, you know, celebration with the beam. And now we're looking for the team to match that. We believe we have, you know, the best fans. So now we're looking for the best team to match that. And I think they're they're saying to everyone out here uh, and Kings fans and, and the NBA, and they're putting the NBA on, on you know, on notice, look, we're trying to win. We're not trying to stay the same. We don't want to just run it back. We're looking to to do bigger and greater things, Nick. And I'm just excited to even, you know, even hear the Kings be in that conversation. And and that's, for me, that's the biggest thing with all of this is like, man, the Kings aren't happy. They aren't. It's a great thing. And it's not in the fact that they're not happy with what they already have or what they've achieved. They're saying we're not happy and being content in those things. Yeah. And that's, for me, it's a huge thing. So my expectations after this tweet from Shams, they've gone through the roof. Yes. I I was, my expectations, I would say, was somewhat tempered, not because I didn't think that Monty would would try to make a, a significant deal, and not because the Kings didn't have money. They do have, you know, around $20 million in cap space. But the idea that Bradley Beal is open to waiving that no-trade clause to come here, the fact that Monty was not looking for a third guy necessarily, you could argue that Bradley Beal would be your two and Domas would be your three. Right. So the, the level of player that we're looking at possibly joining the Kings might be higher than I thought might be better than I thought. You know, it, you're you're willing to deal the assets, you're willing to deal for Bradley, right? So you're willing to deal some assets. You are superstar hunting. Yes, you're all star hunting. That's for sure. You're not you're not talking guys who are mid. You're not going to go out there and get a slight. You're not looking for a slight upgrade over Harrison Barnes. Hmm. You're looking for somebody who's going to make a mark. And we've been talking about some guys, right? We've been talking about the Nas Reeds of the world. Monty's not looking for a Nas Reed. No, nah, those now, are fill-ins for him. I would love Nas Reed. <laughs> I would, too. I, I think it would work for this team very, very well with, with his game. But, Monty, what, what this tells me is if your expectation was, if your expectation was, hey, look, we're going to go out there, find Nas Reed, sign him because he's a, a good fit next to Domas. He might cost us 18 to $20 million, but we think it's worth it. That's not what they're thinking. They're thinking, let's beef this thing up. If we can get a number two guy, then let's do it. If we can get a number one guy, they might want to do it. So the expectations, where they were, I would say, a few days ago, money is not going to be a deterrent, and they are looking for a star. You know, it's funny when you, when you put this question because 
and I probably should have said this, the expectations of the team have definitely changed. The expectations for me personally have, as you said, went through the roof. Yeah. If you're looking for Bradley Beal, then I'm looking for Michael Porter Jr. I'm looking for Andrew Wiggins. I'm looking for Bam Adebayo. Yep. I'm looking for guys like that. You know, I know he's not so high on your list, but Chris Middleton. I'm looking for known factors in the NBA and guys who have won a championship on the cusp of winning a championship, all-star, multiple all-star caliber, you know, top 30 guy in this league. For me, if you come back with a Nas Reed, which I love Nas Reed, I think it works, but for ne- I guess my next piece is I'm looking for the guy to almost supplant De'Aaron Fox, which is, I know it sounds crazy, but sometimes your one and two got to be almost interchangeable unless we're talking about a top 10 guy. And for me, that's what I'm looking for now is give me a top 15, top 20 guy and let me almost argue that De'Aaron Fox is interchangeable with that person. All right, so now that Bradley Beal has been linked to the Kings with this report from Sham Sharania, how has that changed your expectations? Have your expectations changed for the good, for the bad? How do you feel? I think I'd imagine all of you feel better about your expectations and what could be possible this offseason after seeing this. They're in on a legit star. There might only be two or three big, big names dealt this offseason. Beal's one of them. And the Kings placed the phone call. So how has that changed your expectations? 916-339-1140 is the text line. The phone number is 1-800-920-1140. You can also check us out, youtube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140. And when you swing on by, make sure you give us that like. Your thoughts on the expectations for this offseason now for the Kings after we get this Beal tweet from Sham Sharania. Also, John Fisher, Rob Manfred continue to embarrass themselves. We're going to call them out in 90 seconds. Live and local in the afternoon. They always keep you on edge. Cattles and Rami on Sacktown Sports. You still have plenty of thoughts on Bradley Beal. That tweet from earlier today from Sham Sharania. The Wizards and the Kings talking about Bradley. Great news for the Kings. Even if you don't necessarily like or love Bradley Beal, it's great news, at least from this person's vantage point, because you're in on the conversation. To go back to all the ESPN moments over the last few months, all the conversation about the Kings, I've been talking about this from early on this past season, JJ, that The more you're talked about, the better. The reputation builds. The excitement builds. Players are open to play for you. And if the worst-case scenario coming out of this Shams tweet today is that other NBA players see it and they think to themselves, well, Beal's open to go to Sacramento. Why aren't I thinking about it? Come on. I want to be with you everywhere. There you go, Simone. Sing it to him. So uh, we'll we'll get back to all the uh, all the Bradley Beal stuff, but it, it's time for JJ and I Oof. to roast some marshmallows. Come on now, on the heads of John Fisher and uh, Rob Manfred. Yeah, can I throw Dave Cavill in there too? Sure. All right, thank you. Got to get all three. Come on, come on. Yeah, thank you. So Manfred and Fisher especially are spectacular at making themselves look awful. 
And in the last 24 hours, they have done just that. Laura Albanese from Newsday tweeted out yesterday, because it's the owners' meetings yesterday, right? Uh, A's owner John Fisher declined to comment while leaving the owners' meetings at Midtown headquarters. She followed that up with this tweet. Fisher said he had something he had to do and could not speak when I approached. Left the building, came back with a drink minutes later. Come on, man. And returned upstairs. Come on, man. I got something to do. Apparently, his something to do was to get a soft drink. <laughs> that is the laziest Dude. excuse, man. He didn't even try and fake it. He didn't even no. try to no comment. Just lazy. Completely ducking the media. Has been for years. Zero accountability. Zero responsibility. Chicken bleep kind of stuff, which is not a surprise, JJ, from John yes. Fisher. Liar. Thief. A con artist. A crook. Man, dude's a pirate, man. Like, he, <laughs> he has literally hijacked the Oakland A's and the hearts of the Oakland A's fan. Seriously, Nick. Like, to the point where, and I've said this, I said this months ago on this very show. When is John Fisher going to say something? When is he going to talk? Apparently never. Never. When is anyone going to make owners talk during owners owners meetings, uh, you know, free agency, uh, draft, a championship, albeit, you know, something. Something goes wrong. The Coliseum, or whatever it's called at this point, has been in shambles for a decade. Easy. Yep. yep. Easy. Yep. He's never spoken about it. No. Show me anywhere where this guy has a quote about what's going on at the Coliseum. Slumlord. Straight up slumlord. And when you try to call his phone, if he picks up, he gives you the, you know, new phone who this. Yeah. Or he gonna or he's just gonna send it right to voicemail. Which he, zero accountability. Man, this dude took over the San Jose Earthquakes and they were a proud franchise at one point in time, Nick. They won championships in the MLS in 01 and 03. Guess what they've done since? That'd be nothing. For the most part, zero. And if it's not bad enough that he's ducking the media, that was an 06, to get a diet Pepsi or whatever the hell he was doing. I can't talk to you right now. I got to go to a Starbucks. <laughs> so then the A's send out a press release. Come on, man! On the passing of the the bill yesterday for the public funding for the stadium down in Vegas. Here's what the press release reads tonight. We thank the members of the Nevada State Legislature and their staff for their hard work, due diligence, and attention to detail as we work to bring the athletics to Las Vegas. We are especially grateful for the legislators' time and dedication to shepherding this bill through the process, including the special session. We look forward to Governor Lombardo's signature as our next step. No mention of gratitude towards the city of Oakland. No mention of gratitude towards the fans that you just have crushed by doing this, no thank you for the time that you invested into this franchise as a fan. No. Thanks to the legislatures down there in Nevada for continuing this crime that we're committing upon Oakland A's fans in that area. Thank you very much. We have gratitude for you. But the people who paid for tickets when the team was good and root for this team and love this team like J.J., you know what? We're not going to include you in the uh, press release. We're, we're just looking forward to the next step as we get closer to Vegas. On top of that, go to the – I haven't checked since. Someone checked for me, and I'll do it. 
I hate to. I don't at this point, Nick. I don't even want my IP address to even show that I checked in on the Oakland A's right now. <laughs> That's how bad it is. But they hadn't tweet since this morning, since the fourth inning yesterday on their Twitter. I don't know if it's changed again. I don't even want the IP address to even show. But it just goes back to the whole point of it. And one thing I've learned in life is you don't count another man's pockets. You don't count another person's pockets, right? Yep. I don't need to know what you're making. I don't care how you do it, whatever. But this dude got the inside track to life, man, and he got the inside track to buying the Oakland A's because one of his best friends was Bud Selig's college roommate. It goes, if we go back and pinpoint some of the things that we've seen over the years, I mean, we can even talk within the last couple of years. We have possums, wild animals. Yes. In the Coliseum. Feces. Yes. We also had feces. Bad pipes, broken pipes. Concrete falling on your head. Disaster. I mean, while Major League Baseball sat on their ass and watched it. Dude, you've tarped the top of the Coliseum. It's it's outrageous, JJ. And if Fisher doesn't get you angry enough, I'm really gonna try to test you to make sure that you won't swear in the next minute. Yeah. After after we we share Rob Manfred's thoughts. Here's uh here's what uh, Manfred said about Oakland fans. This is Manfred's version of whatever Fisher can do, I can do better. Man. I can top your your awfulness. I thought this was fake. I hear from him. I feel sorry for the fans in Oakland. I do not like this outcome. I understand why they feel the way they do. I think the real question is, what is it Oakland was prepared to do? There is no Oakland offer, okay? They never got to a point where they had a plan to build the stadium at any site. And it's not just John Fisher. The community has to provide support. At some point, you come to the realization it's just not going to happen. So the community is supposed to show support for a terrible product, a terrible stadium, and a terrible owner. They're supposed to just bend over backwards and and show up. Yep. Here's what Manfred said about the reverse boycott the other night. I mean, it was great. It is great great to see what what is uh, this year almost an average Major League Baseball crowd in the facility for one night. Come on, man. That's a great thing. Let me tell you something. Uh, As a proud Oakland A's fan... The Oakland A's used to be a, a entertainment piece for Northern California for years. Nick, you've heard people come on this station to talk about dollar hot dogs, dollar ice cream day, mm-hmm. dollar drink day. Yep. For the longest, I would always go to the A's games on Father's Day, which is coming up. That was one of my big things. It's many, many times going to the Oakland A's, you know, facilities, talking about the drummers out, you know, in the outfield. Yep. We're yep. not even going to talk about yep. the fact that, the, one of the first things I always remember as a kid is running the bases on Sundays at Oakland Coliseum. I mean, jumping off the BART, walking over the bridge and straight to the game, one of the easiest things to do. Yep. Baseball, Rob Manford, and I'm going to throw in the, the Giants because I got to throw my Giants hate in there. Okay. They have just, I mean, they ha- they're scoundrels, Nick. They have ripped the Oakland A's apart for the last 25 years, bit by bit, a person by person, like a piece of, I mean, just tearing pieces of paper 
all day. And then you got the clown like Dave Cavill jumping out in front. And I know he comes on the station. But, I mean, dude, you a showman. You a step and fetch it. You tap dancing in front of people and trying to make it like we don't know what's really going on behind closed doors. Yeah. One of the things where he had, they had open door policy. Look, there's a belief in this, Nick, is when you were the program director, when you told me, Jay, you could come in here and talk to me at any point in time. I believed it. You know why? Because when I did, you op- you closed the door no matter what you were doing. You took the time and opportunity to have that conversation. Right. Man, Dave Cabell wasn't with that. If you got open door policy, you don't make it one day for a three-hour block. They're going to pee on your sneakers and tell you that it's raining. Like, they they just, they, they, don't, they don't care. They don't, they don't care. Man. They had one mission, get a team to Vegas. And they let John Fisher run this organization into the ground, run the franchise franchise into the ground, so it made it easier to go to Vegas. That was the whole point. And for Manfred to circle back and blame the community, Dude. blame the fans, man, instead of the rotten owner, instead of blaming himself in Major League Baseball, allowing this Travis Sham mockery to freaking continue in Oakland for as long as it did. That's embarrassing. Repugnant. And then he taps everybody on the head who went to the reverse boycott. Tapping you. Oh, that was nice. Nice. That was great. Just condescending with the reverse boycott, which is insane. So pompous, so condescending, so gross, so embarrassing, so ridiculous, so disgraceful, so sorry. Does anyone heard John Fisher talk? I'm still waiting. He stinks. Manfred stinks. Still wait. Fact. Only words he says is, I'm got to go get do something. Come Dave, back with a coffee. Dave Cavill jumped straight out in front. Man, let me take care of that for you, John. Just. Man, I'm telling you. What it a is, joke. Uh, I never thought, and it, this was my fault, and I blame myself for this. I remember when the the uh, Oakland Raiders were, they were done. It was over. Struck The clock had struck 12. And I remember asking Raider fans, People in this building, would you jump ship and lean with the shield more or less than the city? Yeah. And it was very interesting to hear people, you know, their 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 answers to, uh, yeah, once a Raider, always a Raider. And then you had some guys like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. You know, took my childhood, too many dreams, memories. And now looking in that mirror and having to look myself in it, Nick, it's tough, man. I'm yeah. like, Phew. I don't, but, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, I'm out, uh, man. I'm out. I don't know what I would do. Who's to blame? Coming up next. Sacktown Sports. Headlines. I'm Simone with your Sacktown Sports headlines. Could Wizards all-star Bradley Beal be dealt to the Sacramento Kings? Sean Sharani and Sam Amick of The Athletic highlighted this enticing speculation this afternoon. Head to SacktownSports.com right now for more information. Mirroring the very rules of baseball itself, Oakland Athletics are essentially one strike away from relocation. The disheartening count revealed itself yesterday after Nevada Legislature jointly approved public funding for the Las Vegas Stadium deal to uproot the A's out of Oakland. Tampa Bay Rays beat Oakland 6-3 on Wednesday night, snapping the A's seven-game winning streak. Finally, the 123rd U.S. Open is underway at the Los Angeles Country Club. Your live leaderboard standings are provided, of course, by Naturewood Home Furnishings, where it's all about choices and always about quality. Ricky Fowler's 
and Xander Shoffley back in the clubhouse and tied atop the leaderboard with eight under while Brian Hamron Brian Hamron and Roy McElroy tied in the third. Happy Thursday. Welcome back into Cattles and Rami with Jay Johnson. Who did what and why? Who are you pointing the finger at? It's not whether you win or lose. It's how you place the blame. It's who to blame. On Cattles and Rami. Who are we blaming for that headline, Simone? Simone's not with us. She's hiding under the table here. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. It's not even good. lying. She is legit under the table it's right now. It's all good. It's all good. You know, I'm working on a bunch of things right now because I'm going on vacation. So I'm not I'm not giving my, my full everything. And I apologize for that. I was just going to say, JJ <laughs> didn't have his mic Mike on. Mike Chick. But uh, don't one. don't John Fisher us. Yeah. Okay. Come on, I won't. John Fisher. Okay. Mike Chick. Mike Chick. I'm back. Don't do that. It was Brian Harmon, too, was the name that got her. I'll say I didn't know it. what Brian the hell she was trying Harman. to say. <laughs> Brian Harmon. I got it now. JJ was saying it for you in here, too. He's like, Harmon. 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 Brian Harmon. I got Brian it now. Brian Harmon. Thank you, everyone. I went the longest time not being able to say Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. That name drove me crazy. Mm. Too many L's? And, uh... Johan Jovan. Jovan Screw his name up every time. And I was helping Nate with Shoffley, so it just, you know, it all goes around. Jovan. Jovan Buha. Yeah. Damn it. All right, uh, JJ is not happy about several things. Yes. But uh, <laughs> he, he is certainly not happy about Team USA, men's basketball. Oh, man. So here's the. Uh, Here's the roster as of right now. This was from, uh, I don't know what it was from. Assorted writers, I'll say. <laughs> That'll make sense in a minute. So the FIBA World Cup coming this offseason. And there's a few months left to prepare. Team USA beginning to take shape. Sham Sharania reported that five players are among the first to commit to playing for Team USA this summer. Austin Reeves, J.J., one of his favorites. If you haven't listened to the program, you know how much love J.J. has for Austin love Reeves. Love him. You see, you got new sneakers. I do. What Seven a company figures. I've never heard of. Seven figures on his deal with a Chinese sneaker company. J.J. knocking the hustle over here. No, no. Get it how you live, brother. <laughs> what, now, look. One thing I'm not going to do is get it how you live. <laughs> So Austin Reeves, Anthony Edwards, Bobby Portis, Tyrese Halliburton, and Mikael Bridges are the first five guys to commit. Mark Stein first reported that Jalen Brunson had joined the list of commits. Adrian Wojnarowski added that Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Ingram have also signed up to play. Woj subsequently reported that Walker Kessler will play, Ooh. as will Nets wing Cameron Johnson. Oh. So that's 10 roster spots down. USA still has two to go. The Athletic reported that Desmond Bain and Alex Caruso were among players that Team USA had recruited. Bald Mamba. Though it's unclear if they will ultimately make the team. JJ, (laughs) you're not a fan of this roster. Who do you blame for this roster? Well, I blame the success on Dream Team number one. Yes. For sure, for sure. I blame... The first time managing director, Grant Hill. And I blame all the NBA superstars in the league because it's almost become a laughable joke 
unless it's an Olympic year, yeah. for you to take part on the USA team. And we've seen this story written a few times. And it's all good, fine, and dandy, Nick, until we lose. Mm. And then when we lose, we're all looking at ourselves, and we're all looking around, and we're all in a group, and we're all trying to figure out how we lost. And then we come up with different excuses. Well, you know, the world's caught up with us. Half the guys that's playing on other international rosters, they're in the NBA anyway. And we start to kick around excuses and, you know, all this type of stuff. We've been knew that. That was years ago, 1992. We knew that. Almost my full entire life, Nick. We know the NBA is, I mean, we know international players have caught up to us. Most people believe Nikola Jokic is the best player in the league right now. Tough to argue after that postseason run. I just can't understand how we're we're strapping our boots down and we're sliding to the FIBA, the FIBA games with guys like my favorite guy, Austin Reeves. Nick, you know, I love, guy. I love him. That's your Absolutely, boy. man. Come on now. I mean, I'm all in with Austin Reeves. I blame all the other countries. Uh oh. Blame everybody else. Blame all of you, all of you countries playing their pros. <laughs> we had to play our pros, limited the pool. We just should play college kids, get the kids from university. Yes. That's, a, you know, from, from Europe and, and all the other places in the world. I. I have trouble blaming the players here in the U.S. Because, well, I, I have trouble blaming the guys who have done it already. Like, I don't I don't expect somebody who already took their summer and played in the Olympics and, and especially won gold. I get it. Like, hey, I, I've done it for my country, and now I want to take the summer off and whatever. I'm not saying that's what I would do, but that that's, I mean, we're in the era of load management. We're going to ask these guys to play multiple Olympics. So you're going in with Walker Kessler? Blocker Kessler, baby, let's go. Bobby Portis. I want to know how... uh, Alex Caruso, Nick. That's, I mean, he's the 12th guy on the bench. No, he's starting. He better not start. They got got some talent, JJ. They they got some talent. Anthony Edwards, he's really good. Jalen. Halley. Yeah. Bridges. Mm. Cam Johnson. Mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson, like I like Triple J. How serious do you think these uh, these other countries are going to be in the FIBA World Cup this time around? Dead serious. They're all they always are. Well, the USA sent Tatum and Booker and a couple other people, and they finished seventh last time. Well, this is what they do: they send the younger people True. to FIBA to try to season them before you go to the Olympics. Olympics right? It's, it's like the like trials, right? <laughs> so, but why not do that with? If that's the case, let's put a, like we used to, let's put a cap on it. Anyone over 21 years old, you know, have had, have only been out of college for less than two years, you know, something like that. I'd rather see that than, you know, Brandon Ingram, good ball player. Anthony Edwards is like, we know what we're getting it with A-Ed at this point. You know, Brunson's 25. Like, if that's the case... Just give me some Brandon Miller, Scoot Hendersons, you know, the Thompson twins. Yeah, I wouldn't mind like at all. That. I wouldn't mind at all. Like I said, go young. Like, But the problem is, is that all these other countries, they got 35-year-old guys out there Truth. smoking a, a carton of cigarettes before <laughs> the tip. And then, you know? You're going to end up with a bunch of... Drinking a 12-pack after the game. They're in bowling leagues. <laughs> 
put hay on your chest. <laughs> Those kind of guys. Couldn't you, know you go mean? get the international guys? Like we heard Isaiah Cannon plays with our by our, our guy Sasha over in Europe. Isaiah Couldn't Cannon? You get those guys? Who the hell is Isaiah Cannon? <laughs> is that Baylor? That's Dave Baylor? Chappelle Joe. Right, I know. <laughs> but I'm just, man, Nick, just give me. I don't need guys like Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. mixed with guys like, you know, I like Walker Kessler. I actually think he's going to be pretty decent. But I mean, he did work on the yeah, Kings. Yeah, he, he abused the Kings the, the last was, game. I was at that game. I was too. Yeah, I think I saw you. I did see you. You brought me down to your, your expensive seats. No, that wasn't me. From my nosebleeds. Now, now you're lying on me because that wasn't me. I didn't have expensive seats. I was able to. I was able to hang around with the king for a couple minutes. No, who was that? Slamson. Then, then I. Then I had. To, then I had to go back. I had to go back up top with the plebeians. Nice, great. You had work. all the family and friends out that weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Team USA. Man, FIBA. Go USA. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, we have a wild story about somebody faking their death. <laughs> Wild story, and it's coming up next. Your afternoon home for Kings Talk and more. This is Cattles and Rami on Sacktown Sports. This story's wild. First, uh, text line. Text line wanted to help out Simone. They text in 916-339-1140. It's Harmon, Simone. It's Harmon. I know that. It's Harmon. Do they know that? I know that. It's Harmon. You didn't know that 15 minutes ago. Harmon. I will say that's not a very difficult name to uh, mess up several times. Yeah, I know. I don't know what. So after we addressed it on air, we went back for like three minutes and played (laughs) it back for Simone just so she could feel better about messing it up because what was the mess up part was it um i don't know i think i like harnam is that yeah and then i was like stumbling because i'm stumbling and like i rushed over here and yeah it was just it was not it was not my finest moment but we're here and it's harman for everyone (laughs) to all the austin reeves fans right now his sniper two basketball shoe is on sale for 90 bucks if you want to go get that (laughs) You're still on one about Reeves, man. Rigorer is the name of the brand. Okay. I don't know if Rigo-er. he deserves all the smoke that you sent his way. I'm just, just saying, man. Poor man. All he does is just play basketball. He does. I'm hating. Seems like a good guy. Oh, yeah. Personally, I have nothing against him. I'm just saying. On the court, I don't know. And these rigorers, rigorers. Rigorers. Yeah, whatever it is, you can go get them right now on sale. $90.99. There you go. And they're in white, pink, and uh, teal. All right, we got to get to uh, a couple of wild stories. Alien update. We got an alien update coming up in a couple minutes. But uh, this is from the New York Post. A Belgian man pulled off the prank of a lifetime when he faked his own death, showed up to his funeral by stepping off a helicopter instead of being carried <laughs> out of a hearse. TikToker David Burton along with his wife and children, decided to orchestrate the pseudo-side to prank loved ones and see who actually cared about the 45-year-old. The, the fake funeral, which was held near the city of, I don't know how to pronounce that, last weekend, was attended by dozens of friends and family members dressed in black, waiting for the ceremony to begin until they were met with a landing helicopter, and this dude stepped out. 
Uh, first, this is the ultimate 2023 TikTok move, isn't it? Man. Like, this, social media, this is the next level now. We're faking deaths, showing up in helicopters to put it on TikTok. Dude, I'd be sick. How angry would you be if you were one of these loved ones? I, I just told you, Nick. I wouldn't even be angry. I'd be sick. I might walk up and punch this dude in the face. <laughs> Depends how much money I'm getting in the inheritance. I'd still punch him in the face. Yeah, probably so. I'd punch him in the face and say, whatever my inheritance was going to be, double it. Yeah. After this, <laughs> after this joke. Man, I'd be... Shows up in a helicopter and walks out like, here I am, everybody. I'd, be, I'd walk right up. Right in the face. I'd probably have three or four different emotions at the point like, oh, my goodness, you're still with us? And then, like you said, after that wore off... I'd probably be angry. Like you said, I'd probably, you know, two-step on them. And <laughs> then after that, I'd probably laugh. <sighs> How um, far have we come, man, to what, the fact faking what, deaths? What if nobody showed? Do you think he thought about that? And yes. he got out of the helicopter, nobody was there, and he was like, ah, all right. I think you said he coordinated it with his family. I yeah. feel like one of the one of the children is texting him like, "Hey, maybe not the best idea. Maybe we gotta abort the mission." Dad, really? No doubt. Yeah. Dad, you're gonna do that? You're gonna show up in a helicopter? This is ridiculous. If though. faking your death isn't bad enough, yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Here's another question for you: If you went to the fake one, do you show up for the real one? Ooh. Or are you like, "Hey, man, I'm giving you one funeral in my lifetime. I'm showing up to one." Ooh. Depends, yeah, it, a, depends if I'm still alive. How how do you believe that the next one is real? The boy that cried wolf? Can you possibly mm. do this twice? Fool me if once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Next time he's going to come out of a submarine, it's going <laughs> to come out of the water. Oh. Hey! This sounds, this sounds terrible, He'll but I would, snorkel. I would probably say it depends on who that person is to me. If they're like my uncle. Oh, I like that. You know, like, yeah. If they're. What, my, what tier are they in? Yes. What tier if are they in? If it's tier one, you go back. <laughs> right. If they die of old age, I'm going to need to see them in the hospital first. Like uh, third cousin through yeah. marriage, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. And here's my final question before we get to the alien update. Is this bad juju for this guy? Yes, absolutely. Did he just set himself up to really yes, die? absolutely. No way, no how. Fake would death I show up it. in a helicopter? Too much. Now we could be reading about you soon. Yeah. And not the way you want us <laughs> no. to. No. Yeah. Knock on wood, you know, prayers, whatever you, the higher being you believe in. Yes. It feels like there's bad juju for Yes. I'm, I wouldn't even touch it, Nick. Ridiculous. Ridiculous showman. Uh, all right. Let's get to the alien update. Cattles and Rami. No Rami. He's on vacation. He's down in uh, LA right now. Enjoying, uh, well, I don't know if he's enjoying it. He, he's he's with his girlfriend and two other girls that he's up, never man. met. He's going to dinner tonight. Incredibly awkward for him. That's uh, not incredibly awkward. And they're, uh, This is Rami we're talking about, though. And he's also sleeping over this person's house that he's never met. I'm sure they're a wonderful host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like you're putting a little uh, personal <laughs> emphasis in there, what right? If it, what if it was, what if it was uh, the shoe on the other foot? What if what if Emily was meeting up with Rami's two friend guy friends, and they went out to dinner, and then she was staying with the guys? Would you trust the guys as much as you trust the women being really cool people and good people? Yeah, of course not. Liar! Of course not. <laughs> Stop what are you lying, talking about? Simone. I. You hate men. Just admit I it. I don't hate men. <laughs> just me. Just me. Yeah, just you. <laughs> 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 hate of the year.
Let's get to the aliens. So we've talked about David Grush on the show plenty of times now. He's uh, the intelligence officer who went on uh, News Nation to to share what he knows about aliens and spacecraft. Uh, well, here's another claim. Grush claims the Vatican is aware of the existence of non-human intelligence and helped the U.S. retrieve a downed UFO from Italian dictator Benito Mussolini at the end of the Second World War. Grush has spoken out to say the U.S. has run a top-secret UFO retrieval program for decades, claimed the Vatican was involved in the first ever UFO crash. Grush said the first recovery of a UFO was in Magenta, Italy in 1933, and it was held by Mussolini's Italian government until 4445, when Pope Pius VII, sorry, that's 12th, tipped America off about it. 1933 was the first recovery in Europe, he told News Nation. They recovered a partially attacked vehicle. The Italian government moved it to secure air base in Italy until around 4445. The Pope back-channeled that and told the Americans what the Italians had, and we ended up scooping it. Grush was then asked to clarify whether the Catholic Church was aware of non-human existence on Earth, and he replied, certainly. And on why his claim should be believed, he said, I have the credentials, and I was an intelligence officer. He added that UFO sightings in Italy during Mussolini's dictatorship are widely known. I'll say this. There's a point in time you should stop when you're ahead. I think he... Too much now, huh? Yeah, it's too much information. Too much going on. And when you put out so many things, it's easier for th- you know people to poke holes in your your theory and your beliefs and your thoughts. Look, I'm not saying he's telling telling any lies. I'm not saying he's telling any truth. I'm just saying he should stop why he's ahead. The information that he dropped earlier on in in the first you know News Nation interview, uh, I probably would have stayed there. Too much makes you uh, feel like there's a little, a little something fishy going on. Yeah, I'm a little wary now, Nick. So Mussolini was in on this. <laughs> allegedly. The Pope was in on this. Allegedly. And the Catholics. <laughs> Vatican, Yeah, the allegedly. entire Catholic religion. Yes, allegedly. Allegedly. The Catholics and the Nazis teaming up to fight aliens. Oh Who would have thought? Here's the, uh, here's the one thing I would say. The more he shares... And the more people that are supposedly involved in this mm-hmm. makes me feel like it's a lot less likely to be true. Mm-hmm. Because why is he the only one that has come out and said all of these things? It's like that whole thing where for the moon landing Money? to have been fake, it would have taken like two hundred people to keep a secret. Yeah, like, can't happen. Don't we have like somebody in a journal somewhere or something? Don't, like some Italian. Some Italian uh, soldier or something wrote something somewhere? Probably so. But David Grush is the guy out of all this. Well, we're living in a TikTok world, as we explained earlier <laughs> in this this segment with the man who faked his death. Maybe the alien faked his death and showed up <laughs> in this aircraft. Ah! I, I, he, he's making me weary by the day. More and more conversation. That he's letting, you know, more and more tidbits and, and things that's coming out. I'm starting to believe, okay, the Pope, the Vatican, uh, the government, everybody's in on it. Which they may all be. I'm not saying he's. You never know, you never JJ. Know. You never know. You're not saying they're uh, they're involved, but you're not saying that they're not involved. Absolutely. I'm putting nothing past the government, brother. All right, we had a top story. Oh, by the way, I should do this, shouldn't I? Yes, I should. The Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. I'm supposed to do that once an hour. 
Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Now I will tell you that the top story is coming.